I like to listen. Just just listen. You don't have to talk. You don't have to be the person that says something in the room. You need to listen and hear what the person is really saying, and they may not be able to convey it effectively because they may not know the space you're in. But just listen. This is Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself with other high-level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand, October 26, 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to contact us ASAP at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now, on to today's episode. The more I interview guests of the show, the more I am amazed at how many accidental businesses there are out there that turn into cash-generating machines while making a great impact on the world. Today's guest is Dave Andrews. Dave owns a license for online sales associated with Old Guy's Rule. Old Guy's Rule is a t-shirt and product brand dedicated to all the fathers, uncles, grandfathers, and old guys out there showing their age as a badge of honor. Dave tells the story of Old Guy's Rule and how he partnered with the company to take the business to the next level. Dave also chats about the other businesses he runs and how he created a seven-figure location independent business model. Let's welcome Dave to the show. Welcome, Dave, to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Dave, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, I'm, I'm friends with Felix from Shopify Podcast, and he told me a bit about you. But I really like your story that revolves around the old guy's rule licensing and branding, because I think that's such great marketing and branding that they've done. But we definitely want to learn more about you and get to know the mind behind that partnership and also how you became the entrepreneur that you are today. So we'd love to hear your story. I started uh, in digital about 20 years ago. Uh, Digital meaning I was working doing Saturday morning cartoons for Disney on ABC and and doing the animation as a post supervisor, animation production manager. I did everything everything from building a motion capture stage to editing or, or post-production wow. and once that uh pokemon came along kicked our butt in the ratings they shut us down <laughs> and uh and um ended up going to a startup called icebox which was all animation on the web when it would take 15 minutes to load a three-minute show but it was all hollywood writers you know uh that were creating animation with some of the best animators traditional animators that were then taught flash so I learned a lot about the web there. Uh, I already knew computers pretty well. And then uh, after the money ran out there, went over to Sony. And I became um, – uh, and then hired over Game Show Network because Sony owned Game Show Network. And I was a VP of digital there where we created interactive television, casual games, uh, skill-based games, did a lot of uh, business development deals – uh, but we, one of the big things was the interactive television games, and we made it so you could play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on your computer in real time with a show and get your name up, win prizes, incorporate sponsors, etc. And I was there for about six and a half years and kind of learned what I could learn. It was a, it was a great, I'll say, college and or you know, getting my master's. Mm-hmm. Uh, learned it was such a small network, so you got to touch every part of the network and I was in every meeting from marketing to programming to operations of the network, uh, ad sales, you know, just, you learned everything. And so I, I was a sponge and absorbed it and made some great friends and contacts, uh, who've all now gone on and done some incredible stuff. Um, and so I decided after six and a half years to start my own company called devious media. 
And with Devious Media, I was a consulting company and I, I hated hiring agencies in the past because agencies always charged a ridiculous amount of money, which I get, that's okay. They had you know, very nice offices, lots of overhead, uh, but I'd be paying for a developer that would also be doing my analytics. And I didn't think that was right. I wanted specialists. And so when I created my company, one of the things I wanted to do was uh, have specialists in their particular field, allow people to be their own business and partner with me. So I wouldn't have the overhead. I'd bring in the right people for the right job. Just if you're building a house, you don't want the plumber doing all your framing or foundation. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you bring them in for the right thing and then they're gone. And so it's short engagements. Um, and one of the first things we did uh, is I did the, the digital strategy development and operations for Sony's TV networks globally. So I traveled around the world twice, figured out what they were doing right and wrong on their TV networks, um, and built out a platform out of Drupal with Brightcove, Dart, Google Analytics, uh, communities, et cetera, that allowed them to have a TV network with any brand, any language, in a, uh, any region in about two weeks launch that would be comparable to like an ABC or NBC website. Um, and, and Sony is massive. Their TV networks, you don't know them here really in the States, but they're about uh, four times the size of ESPN in the United States to give oh, you an idea. Really? Yeah, wow. they're massive. Yeah, they, they license U.S. shows, take their own shows, and syndicate them all over the globe, uh, from South Africa to Poland to Hungary to Singapore to you know Japan, et cetera. I yeah. mean, it's, it's everywhere. Um, so I did that and did some operations. I did a lot of other consulting and a lot of partnerships with Devious Media. And while I was at Sony, uh, I said they should start communities up and with their TV shows. So you'd promote it on air, tell them to go talk about it online. Like one of the shows they were doing was Lost. Mm -hmm. They said, you're losing a lot of traffic. People are talking elsewhere. They'll drive them to your own website um, and put ads against it and, and cross-promote. And you know, you'll, you'll get people engaged and you'll gather information about your users so you could target them. And so they did it, but I said, you need to have moderation going on to make sure no one's spamming, trolling, et cetera. So I ended up um, building a moderation company after they asked me and they paid me a good amount of money to start the company. And so I created another company called Community 102 back in 2009 that's still going today. Uh, we do moderation uh, on social media for brands, uh, major, major brands that are, you know, Fortune 50 companies um, to small companies uh, to one-offs. We do a lot of content clearance for um, uh, uh, one of the companies called Maker Studios. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done all kinds of different things, but I, I work with you know 20 plus stay-at-home moms that are employees that we just protect people's brands, do content clearance, do customer support, etc. And I'll explain how that ties into all guys' role as we move on. Um, then, as being an entrepreneur over the years, and and I don't really market myself; it's been more word of mouth. Um, old guys' rule reached out to me through through a person I know and talked to me about their digital strategy. They had a site that was seemed like it was built in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they wanted to grow their e-commerce. Uh -huh. Their yeah, their business is a uh, is is a licensing business. They have they go out and they license out their brand to let's say the t-shirt and hats to one company and they go out and do distribution and create the product and and all guys rule gets mailbox money. They're very protective of the brand. They watch over it, but they they uh, want to make sure that they get they get the right licensee for the right job. So we started discussing how we could work together. And one of the things came up and said, look, 
why don't you get the digital rights to the brand? And so what does that really mean? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, we started talking about it and how do we do this and how do we do a license deal? So what it means is oldguysrule.com I run and manage day to day every single thing from emails to social media to advertising to, you know, returns, exchanges, managing inventory, et cetera. I mean, the whole soup to nuts. Um, but I also manage Amazon, eBay, any, any other digital sales channel. And for me, as you already know, e-commerce is just growing massively. Right. And, 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 you know, more and more people are comfortable shopping and with mobile phones, you know, if I see, you know, you're walking down the street, someone sees an old guy's rule t-shirt, the person sitting there that just saw him walk by, can look it up on their phone and buy it immediately. Yeah. Not have to travel yeah. to a store, find it, whatever. And so it's, I, I just see e-commerce growing rapidly. Um, I've done a bunch of other e-commerce projects in the past, but this is one that I basically, you know, I've got the rights to and I've got it tied up for a long time. And so I really, I really enjoy that space because, you know, I can pull a lever and watch things happen. You know, if I, yeah. I do a certain type of ad, what happens? I send this kind of email, what happens? How can I optimize things? I, I like getting into the, the weeds with it. Um, so that's kind of a little quick background, you know, of where I'm at. I, you know, a little bit about me and, you know, if we talk about entrepreneurs, you know, I grew up as a latchkey kid. Uh, my parents were divorced. Mm -hmm. So I had to basically scrap, you know, to eat, entertain myself, you know, et cetera, just on my own, figure things out. And my mom would always say, she'd leave for work, don't do anything stupid. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's great advice. Or she, you know, we'd be driving in a car and she'd see a kid, you know, crossing not in the crosswalk. Don't be that kid. <laughs> okay. that's, that's easy. Uh -huh. That's easy advice, right? It's simple. It's, there it is. Um, but yeah, I grew up latchkey kid and I played lots of video games. Used to take, you know, take quarters and take a bus down to the mall or the arcade and play in the arcade. And I think video games play a lot and me becoming an entrepreneur and it's a weird way to think about it but it allows you to see a lot of obviously lots of creativity allows you to to fail yeah you know without any what's the worst ramification you lost your quarter yeah you know um it allows you to see achieve success you know you get your name on the leaderboard um and you're, you're constantly learning and trying new things and I, and I i always like to figure out how things work um and that was with video games I really enjoyed that. Um, for my, I also, you know, worked nonstop. I was 16. I had a job even before that. Though I worked at our family business. I'd take out the trash. I, I was, you know, six, eight, ten years old, taking out the trash at the family business, filing things, doing stuff for our family. But I had jobs through high school, college, you know, and immediately out of college. So I just, you, you got to have this work ethic um, to be an entrepreneur. And you know, one of the other things is you just got to remember that nothing is given you have to earn it yeah and you have to really work really really work hard um i'm rambling i'll let you go on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got a few things i want to ask you first can i ask how old you are dave yeah i'm 45 okay like you you have an incredible resume for for that and i'm looking at your picture on skype you look like a young guy so I, <laughs> well thank you yeah it's oil of LA. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that california sun right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm kind of in a similar space to you working with licensing. I actually work with a professional rodeo clown, and he is a member of the PRCA, Professional Rodeos Cowboys Association. 
And we kind of do the same thing with him. Like we have a t-shirt shop set up, but he now is on a reality show, Big Brother. And oh, I know. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. I know who he is. Yeah. You know, he is. Yeah. Whistle night. And yeah. so he's a friend of mine from college. And so we're working really hard to kind of harness as much traffic for him. But that's really cool. I've, I haven't met anybody that, that's doing a similar thing. So anyway, I want to talk more about old guys rule. Like, well, first, I think the branding and marketing is, is genius. Can you tell us a little bit about the background of the company? Yeah, the company was started by a really nice guy. His name's Don Craig. Uh, and he did it more as a tribute to his father, you know, well over 15 years ago or so. Um, he, he grew up as a surfer in Hermosa Beach. He's now in San Clemente. Uh, but he grew up as a surfer. Him and his buddies, you know, every day is at the beach hitting the waves. Uh, and he's, he's an excellent surfer. Uh, he's in the Surfer Hall of Fame here at, or Walk of Fame here in Hermosa Beach even. Um, and he, he and his buddies always looked up to his dad and his dad's two other buddies. They used to call him the three wise men. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to do something really nice for them, and he he decided, hey, I'm going to create these uh, stickers, and it's basically a longboard, and it said "Old Guys Rule." And he created, gave it to his dad, and you know they they enjoyed it, thought it was cool. And Don at the time was a rep for various Surfline uh, products, you know, whether it be Quicksilver, OP, you know, those types of products. And he knew all the surf shops, and and he was walking out of a local surf shop called Dive and Surf in Redondo Beach. And the owner of it saw the sticker on his car and said, hey, those are pretty cool. Can you get me some? So he was like, uh, sure. You know, he never even thought about it. Yeah. Ended up giving it to him, and they sold out immediately. And the guy asked, can you get me some shirts? Sure. Boom. Sold out immediately. Wow. And Yeah. I mean, it was one of those accidental you know, um, businesses that he struck lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very recognizable. Um and it's it's a it's not I'm gonna make a T-shirt and I'm gonna throw a logo on it. It's more Don is it's more it's more passion with him, and it's something that he did because of his father and his friends. So you know it's it's great pride. It's not just let's slap something cool saying on there. No, it has a lot of meaning to it. And as you as you look at the brand and and you know you being in this space now too and trying to make product. Some of the great things about it is it, it started out as surfing, you know, because that's what he knew. But then it, it's evolved into beer, barbecue. You know, you've got John Wayne. We've got, you know, all different kinds of wine, you know, all these different verticals, fishing, you know, cars are a big seller uh, that, that the older guys like. Mm-hmm. And the, the one thing that just really, really helps grow that brand and, and people, you know, as I as I look through it, people don't really realize it, but they say, "Oh, I've seen that shirt. Oh, I've seen that shirt." And it's because it says the brand "All Guys Rule" on it. Yeah. Very front. It's on the back. We usually do back hits. That's that's the design. It's a little small logo on the front, but it's a back hit, meaning it's on the back of the shirt. But it's very clear. You can see "All Guys Rule." So you want to Google it, you're going to find it easily. And so we have you know hundreds of thousands of old dudes walking around with their shirts that say "All Guys Rule." They're your walking billboard. That's cool. Which is great. Yeah, and, and it's it's that's cheap form of advertising. They're buying the shirts, we're making money off it, and they're promoting it that way. And you know, you think about it too, as, as you and I talked earlier. It, it's the perfect gift for your dad. It's easy. Your uncle, your grandfather. It's it, they have everything. You know, I know they like fishing. I'll give them an old guys' real fishing shirt. They enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a really nice 
nice, nice brand that is, is there's no really negative towards it. People really enjoy and laugh at it and, uh, you know, uh, appreciate it. That's cool. Have you guys, do you get, maybe there is, is there like an old gals rule brand too? You know, there's, there's been, uh, suggestions, users suggest it, mm-hmm. you know, and right now it's old guys rule. There may be some other things in the work. I can't really go into details about other, I'll say verticals. Um, but you know, it's, Right now, it's old guy's rule as well. I really say I can't. As much as I love to tell you more things, I just I really can't go into it any deeper. Sure, no, I understand. Can you share any more of the story about the the marriage of that partnership? I know you mentioned that they reached out to you, and it sounds like he's from a similar area than you, so maybe you guys knew each other, and then you run all the digital side of that. I'm curious if you could share your thoughts behind making a decision to create that licensing partnership and then how you set it up to make sure it was a win-win situation and how it's affecting your life and your business today. Yeah, it's um, it was tough as we were beginning our talks. There was somebody else that had the license because it was tied into some another license they had. And they weren't really growing the digital side of it. And Old Guys Rule likes to license out the brand. So they might have a sign guy, a sock guy, a cup guy, you know, a coffee mug guy, whatever, that license it and, and get it out there for everybody to have. But the stuff on the website was only a few products and mostly T-shirts. So, you know, they really wanted Old Guys Rule to be all products. And as I mentioned earlier, the site literally looked like it was from the 80s. I think there were seven pages to check out. You know, or, like it was just this long, archaic process. Wasn't mobile optimized. I mean, it just wasn't really run well. And so they knew that that was damaging their brand when you look it up. They knew they weren't getting the sales. They knew they didn't have all the products that they had for sale on there. Um, and they're thinking, you know, long term, how do we build and grow our brand and have the best foot forward? So we discussed it. We started out initially as more of a consulting agreement. That's the world I, I had been living in, you know, and, and I, you'd pay me monthly retainer and, or, and, uh, usually some upfront fee and we'd start working and build it out. And here you go, you know, and you want us to operate it. Well, it's this much an hour. I mean, like a standard work for hire, almost 1099 kind of deal. Um, then as we started talking, they really know the licensing world and, and you got to look at it and you got to figure out how, for them, how are they? Do they feel comfortable? You know, they're older. They're not digital people, and it's not a bad thing. It's just they know a certain type of business. I know a certain type of business, and so as we discussed it, we went from more of a consulting to a licensing deal. And with a licensing deal, it it fits the business the way that they or it fits the way they've done their business over the years. And so I was as as I read the agreement, we going through it. It started to make sense. There was some risk, um, and and but it did take about a year and a month to close. Wow. I mean, it was a process, you know. And it was, it was from the initial meeting to actually signing the agreement. I mean, it's it's a long process to get it done, um, but along the way, for me trying to close it, it was doing deep, 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 deep research on what information we had. The, like I said, the the site literally was from the '80s, so I was getting PDFs, not CSVs, of data. I have to parse that PDF and be able to figure it out so I can slice and dice the data to know how many sales are they getting, where are the sales coming from, where are the top products, you know, what are we getting into here? <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was archaic, um, but you know, after 
tons and tons and tons of hours. Um, we figured it out and, uh, you know, got the deal done. And they're very, very happy. I'm happy. Um, and we're only, we started October 2015, we launched. So, you know, we're going on two years of being live with them. Uh, but we're in the process of redoing the website for, based on all the analytics that I've found. I'm guessing this is your main focus right now, right? Or, <laughs> no. No? Okay. It's, it's one It's one of a few. I, as I said, I'm an entrepreneur. Right. You know, I... This, this is one of those things where you get it set up and it takes massive amount of hours to get it set up, get the processes in place, figure out how do you operate it and get the right people in place to help you manage it. So I mentioned my other company, Community 102, uh, that does moderation. They, you know, they're my own team that does customer support. So you know, we had to integrate Zendesk and we use uh, Amazon FBA for fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So when someone orders, they have an issue, I got a phone number, live chat, so I've got to train them on all the platforms, Shopify, FBA, uh, Seller Central, Zendesk, to be great at customer service. You know, I mean, yeah. if all what Zappos did back in the day, they're, they're the bleeding edge of customer service. And our goal is make the person happy. You know, yeah. like, that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're an evangelist for the brand. Make them happy. And so, you know, getting those, my team in place to do the, the daily um, touch to the consumer that that was a lot of work getting the marketing and calendar up and figuring out what we're doing why we're doing that's a lot of work now that we've been in it you know almost two years we kind of know the ebb and flow and the peaks i mean father's day and christmas are our super bowls so mm -hmm. what are we doing for those okay what new products are we rolling out um you know when are we going to roll them out as different tent poles within different quarters um you know I, one of the one of the things i did is i i always scour the brand for the gift you can give dad that's unique. You know, in the past, old guys would go out and they'd get a koozie and put their logo on it. Well, a koozie's a koozie. You can get them anywhere. Everybody's got a koozie. And the margin on it, you know, five bucks, maybe someone will want to pay it the most, maybe six. And so after it gets, you know, the you buy it, you get the logo slapped on it. There's not much when you ship it digitally. And not only that, shipping is going to be six ninety five for something that costs you five dollars. Like right. that doesn't make sense. So as I scour the web, and I, I just I use Evernote, and I've just got a file of just cool products for old guys rule. So one of the things I did is I I found a saw an ad on Facebook and just screenshotted it. It was for a brand called Bottle Keeper, and I was like, this is cool. This would be great for dads. And what it is is a stainless steel. Looks like a stainless steel water bottle with a black top you screw in. But what you do is you unscrew the bottom of it, and inside of it is koozie material. So you slide your beer in there and screw the bottom on. It looks like you're drinking out of a water bottle, but it also protects the beer by the pool. Yeah. keeps it cold. And on the top, uh, the, the open to the top of the cap has got a little grommet, so it seals the beer. It'll still lose its carbonation, but it makes sure <laughs> if it tips over, it's not going to leak. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's, it's a brilliant idea, you know, and it just happens that I was at a friend's house for a party in Manhattan Beach down the way, or Hermosa Beach, sorry, down the way, and we had a mutual friend. He was there, and we were talking, and I'm like, wait, you do this? Well, I got this. I got all guys roll. Let's partner. And he had not really done a licensing deal, so we ended up, I got all guys rule involved. They were, I'm not sure if we want to do this. I, I don't know. You know, this is, uh, it's kind of a risk, because they're used to selling traditional products. Right. And as I kept explaining to him, you need a unique product. It's marketable. 
we we got the deal done, put it up on the site, flew through thousands of these. Wow. I mean, just instantly because it's you, you know it's the gift you give dad. Yeah. And they wouldn't buy people aren't buying one; they're buying many because you give it to dad. But I also want one. Yeah. You know, so it, it's nuts. It, it was, it's a great product. Did really, really, really well. And I've got a few other products in the pipeline. We'll, we'll in the next about month have two of them out. We partner with a, a brand called Corksicle. Um, and so we're going into a different type of beer koozie and a bottle opener uh, that literally be about three weeks from now live on the site. And we, we run tests yeah. uh, before we buy mass amounts of quantity. But yeah, we're doing a, a small run. See how it works, and then go. And that's that's what I've kind of explained to all guys. Rule: like you can't go to brick and mortar. And there are seven hundred plus brick and mortars in the U.S., but then they're also overseas. They're in they're in the U.K., Australia, like all over Europe. They've done licensing everywhere. But for us, with allguysrule.com, give me a small run. Give me a hundred. Give me fifty of a cool product we think might work. We may not make a lot of money on it because we're buying in small quantities. But if this thing hits. They can go to brick and mortar with it and buy thousands. Right. And we can piggyback off that order. Oh, yeah. That's a genius. That's very, very smart. <clears throat> yeah, so it's, it's the lab, right? It's your lab. And and I've got all the analytics we can track. I send an email out to X amount of people. How many people opened it? Did they like it? How many people clicked? How many, you know, of those people clicked? What's the conversion rate? You know, do we try it at twenty nine ninety nine? Did it sell? Yeah, it sold pretty good. Let's try thirty four ninety nine. Did it sell? Eh, not so much. Let's try twenty four ninety nine. Did it sell? Really sold. Okay, sweet spot's twenty four ninety nine. Let's go to retail at twenty four ninety nine. There you go. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty simple, you know. And that's and having the data that we can get digitally really helps them as they go to brick and mortar with new products. I'm getting a lot of ideas as I'm talking to you, but <laughs> I think we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to wrap some things up here, Dave, for for time wise. I, I do want to ask you one more question. So this theme of the podcast, these podcasts that we're doing, are for higher level entrepreneurs that have hit a million in revenue and are location independent. So I'm curious if you could give any tips to other entrepreneurs that are out there that want to be location independent, some ways that they could manage that to set themselves up and ways that you're utilizing that. Yeah, I, I'd say, you know, make sure you're digital. You know, get your laptop and a mobile phone. Make sure you understand how to use them effectively. You know, and that's just part of, you got to pound the keys to really understand it, quick keys, et cetera, to really work and optimize digitally. I scan everything in. Like I said, Evernote is an amazing tool to keep track of a lot of, of documents and agreements and, you know, screenshots, whatever you want. Like, they, they got a great suite. So I'd say try to digitize your life. That way you have everything that you need at your fingertip anywhere in the world at any time. For, for being an entrepreneur in general, there's a lot of things over the years that I've just kind of learned. And, and this is for me not marketing myself. It just I don't go out and buy ads. I don't really pound on doors or cold call. It's just all word of mouth. And I, I think it's just because the, the way I do work in business. And you know, I like to listen. Just Just listen. Don't, you don't have to talk. You don't have to be the person that says something in the room. You need to listen and hear what the person is really saying, and they may not be able to convey it uh, effectively because they may not know the space you're in. But just listen and try to figure it out. Uh, be creative in whatever you do, you know, and however you want to respond to, to your potential client or, or your client. You know, don't just come up with something that's off the shelf that you read on TechCrunch. You know, it's, it's be really creative. Um, understand that. Anyone, uh, anything anybody does today can 
happen in the digital world pretty much. So how could you apply whatever their current business is to the digital space? As you said, it's a rodeo clown. The guy's in a stadium. He's dodging bowls. You know, like how how do you take him digitally? Well, you're figuring out how to do product. Is there a vertical for it? There is. There you can go hyper, hyper, hyper niche and sell whether it be the pads for rodeo clowns and be the ultimate rodeo clown pads that there ever been made to the shirts to you know whatever the the, the protein bar he eats. I mean, mm-hmm. training mm-hmm. courses. He could do video training courses on how to be a rodeo clown and, and charge for it. I mean, there's anything that you could do or that you currently done or have done in the past could be digital. I think the other thing too is an entrepreneur, the business may not be right for you, but it, you need to be the connector. And, and what I'm saying is I'm, I'm a connector. That's what a lot of people really appreciate is you may come to me and go, hey, I want to I want to work with you. I want to do this. I'll go, I have to turn things down and say, as much as I'd love to, it's not my expertise, but I know someone. And then I hand them off to somebody that I've worked with, know their quality, know their ethics, and connect them and explain to each other why each other is valuable. So they can then go get coffee, do an email, and see where it goes. Yeah. The reason is, you know, five years from now, that person remembers it and they come back. And I get people coming back all the time and like, I really appreciate that you helped me out. Now I have this and I think it's the right project. Um, and then I'd say also, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, if you see something, I, I had a call yesterday with a, a microbrew that's really a, a huge brewing company and I said, and they already have uh, restaurants. I know someone that's, that does franchising and they do franchising for very big restaurants. So I'm like, I can ask them the question, what's the worst can happen? They're going to say no. But I might get some, might get 15 minutes of information to be educated on it. And so reach out, reach out to anybody. It does not matter. If you have a question, reach out to anybody with digital. You can do that. I mean, imagine you wanted to, you wanted to talk to the CEO of Ford. You never could, but you could probably get the guy third or fourth down the rung that's very skilled and educated. And you could probably reach out to him via social media, Twitter, email, or some way, and get an answer back. Uh, be honest and ethical and nice. This is a small world. It's very easy to get, you know blacklisted so be nice you know uh all the way so that that at the end of the day if you're an entrepreneur chase the passion that you're in you know what is your passion and be not to entrepreneur in that area if you don't like doing something you're not going to be a good entrepreneur you have to find the space that you like and be and that are passionate about and go down that road don't just do a business because it's going to make some money you know you're you just you'll burn out and you'll hate it because it's a it's a grind yeah i couldn't agree more Dave, I have to give you such a huge thank you for coming on the show, sharing all your tips and tricks and all your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for joining us, my friend. No worries. Thanks for having me. Anyway, I can help. And listeners, uh, oh, Dave, one more thing. If the listeners want to reach out to you, where's the best place they could do that at? I'd say uh, my my consulting company, uh, DVS Media. So you could email me, D Andrews. So first initial and my last name, Andrews at devious media d-e-v-i-o-u-s-m-e-d-i-a.com uh or just call me 818-458-4658 i'm I'm pretty easy to get a hold of that's the first phone number we got from any (laughs) (laughs) well you know once again with digital hey if you're gonna call me and spam me i can block you right so it's it's very easy right (laughs) no risk low risk yeah right but but it's great to hear someone's voice from time to time yeah i agree completely Dave, thanks again for coming on the show. Listeners, thank you guys for joining us once again, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. 
The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for the attendees, and you'll get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, and co-working spaces. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, don't hesitate to contact us, theentrepreneurhouse.com. We will respond as soon as we can. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.